Now's about the time that the production of content really begins ramping up around the academy at pretty much every level. Spring semester is about two-thirds done. Summer conference deadlines are approaching and graduation is right around the corner. For some, it's about tying a nice little bow around the 17-18 school year. For others, it's about capping off an entire degree. For some, it's business as usual. So as I tend to find myself in the first and last categories simultaneously, I thought I'd share my system, if it can be called a system, of keeping organized, taking notes, and essentially having a second electronic brain. A necessary augmentation seeing as how my organic brain is full to bursting of Monty Python quotes and Pink Floyd lyrics and pub quiz style facts. Did you know, for example, that raindrops are spherical, not quote-unquote raindrop-shaped? Yeah, stuff like that. Anyway, like I said, today we're talking about getting that info out of your head and into a form that's consistently and perpetually useful. I'm Dr. Ryan Strait, Assistant Professor of Educational Technology at the University of Arizona, and this is The New Professor. As I said, my brain is pretty full. There's simply no way I can remember everything I need to remember in a way that's useful and accurate. Whether that's me being the absent-minded professor or just a regular human being, I'll leave up to you. Regardless, I've spent a lot of time in my life trying to figure out really the best way to make this all work. I needed a system that is persistent that is, it's reliably accessible over time. A system that's portable. For example, the entire collection needs to be movable wherever I go. And here I'm thinking of notebooks and what would happen when you begin filling them. I mean, referencing older volumes is just not possible when they're physically not with you. Plus, how do you organize it? Do you put personal stuff in one notebook, like what kind of shampoo you ended up trying and really liking, but you can never remember the name of? I mean, does that go in the same notebook that contains your lecture notes? I mean, probably not. Down that path, madness lies, surely. I mean, physically, it seems like our brains work that way, but it doesn't mean we organizationally have to do the same. There's a great book by Gary Marcus called Kluge, the haphazard evolution of the human mind. And that is very much relevant to all of this, the link in the show notes. Sorry, I got a little sidetracked there. Anyway, persistent, portable, and most importantly, connected. By connected, I mean that it will serve as a sort of external brain. 
and therefore it needs to act relatively similar to one. And how do brains work, mainly? By allowing us to connect ideas, memories, information, and produce something new. Can physical notebooks do this? I guess, if every time you add something new, you cross-reference that piece of information with all the other bits from previous volumes that are related to it, and then go back and add to those bits of information the connections going the other way. It's a logistical nightmare. The method shouldn't be a chore. It should be easy and enjoyable. For me, it's an actual wiki. A media wiki, to be precise. Just like Wikipedia. Same skin, matter of fact, and lots of the same code. So I can do neat stuff like have info boxes and as much of it automated as possible. It's something I initially began in my graduate work to be used by others, not just me. So originally it was full of nothing but educational technology resources, reading notes, and department-related information like course offerings and schedules. Over time, it became clear to me that this was really my passion project and only mine. So I locked it down and threw away the key. At that point, it was still online, hosted on my own personal web space. This was nice, as it allowed me to access it wherever I wanted, just by getting online. But as time went on and more personal information began showing up in there, I decided that maybe it was time to bring it offline. Not shut it down, mind you, just offline. So now I run it as a locally hosted installation. It doesn't live on the internet, but I do sync it between computers so I can access it from any of my own devices. And this may have been overkill, and certainly isn't the easiest thing to do, I admit. But it works. And see, when I say, quote-unquote, personal content lives on it, I'm referring to things like calculations to determine my daily macros, or my weightlifting regimen and history, or an archive of my deceased aunt's handwritten recipe cards, or notes on woodworking projects, or details about the film cameras I use. Things that are relevant to me, but not anybody else. In fact, I drafted this podcast episode in it, where it lives with all the other episode transcripts, show notes, links, ideas, so on and so forth. And that's the beauty of using something like a wiki. It doesn't matter how much content is there. The content that is there is connected to other related content in ways that kind of cordon off unrelated information so as not to be seen and therefore distract. As I'm looking through my podcast-related pages, I'm presented with relevant and related content, but random recipes, for example, are not injected into the mix. I began it in 2009, and it has nearly 1,300 pages now. It's not a monster quite yet. Maybe more of a beast. A beast I've tamed and taught to do tricks. Anyway, as I said, I really enjoy not just adding content to it, but building the system itself. See, everybody needs a system. Maybe not THE system, 
maybe not my system necessarily, but just a system. More importantly, a system that you'll both use and stick to. In the past, I've used everything from text files in a standard folder structure to note-taking software like Resoft Notes to gigantic Word files to Google Keep to Google Docs to Microsoft OneNote to Evernote from which, incidentally, I extracted my data and deleted my account after their privacy misstep a few years ago. I know they walked it back and clarified it, but the damage was done, in my opinion. Anyway, across all those platforms, I've got content still spread, other than Evernote, obviously. And I should probably all go into my wiki, and maybe I'll make that a project for this summer. Collect my disparate content and finally get my tried and true old friend, the wiki. Now, it's not just about organizing content. It's about creating content. After all, you can't organize what you don't have. So is the wiki a great place to write? Not really. So guess what? I very rarely write directly there when I'm creating content. Unlike these podcast scripts, for example, I do put these directly in the wiki, but only because I then have to transfer the content into the web page and writing it in a third location only to transfer it here for archiving and then transferring it to the web pages. It's all just a bit much. But for, say, the writing I do for the Chronicle, or articles I'm working on, or lecture notes, all that writing goes somewhere else first, and is then transferred here for archiving and inclusion in my external electronic brain. My thoughts and notes go there first, of course. In truth, everything is kind of satellite to the wiki. If it doesn't start there, it certainly ends up there eventually. Well, most things. I've still got that collection to do. But what about handwriting content, I hear you ask? Isn't there benefit to that? And I would answer, yes, absolutely. There certainly is evidence out there that handwritten content, like creative writing, class notes, even journaling, all benefit from, seemingly, just the physical act of putting pen to paper. And I've mentioned this before, and along with the idea of morning notes, this notion that long-form writing three pages every morning can improve your creativity and clarity. And I am 100% behind this idea because, simply put, writing is dialogic. Whether it's a dialogue between you and another writer or writers, for example, your reading notes, you and yourself, keeping a diary, or even just you and the medium itself, like keeping track of your daily caloric intake. There is no pure writing. You're always writing something. Sometimes, like in the last episode, it's something you're passionate about, and sometimes it's mundane. Regardless, it's something. And I'll add some links in the show notes on how to set up your own wiki locally. It's a great way to test out the idea before committing to getting some web space, learning what the heck FTP means and that sort of thing. I'll be putting together a much more in-depth look at how it works and what to do, so keep a lookout for that. Again, having a fully-fledged MediaWiki installation may not be the simplest way of doing things, but it certainly can be one of the most effective, 
at least if you're like me and you enjoy building the system as much as filling it with content. A simpler way is to use something like DokuWiki, a pure text wiki with no database to worry about. It doesn't have all the bells and whistles that the beast that is MediaWiki does, but it's a serviceable alternative if you're looking for a happy medium. Sad thing is, you lose my hands-down favorite part of MediaWiki, the semantic MediaWiki extension, which is a total game-changer for me and what sort of data I can put in and then get out of the beast. Again, watch for a collection of write-ups on this exact topic coming soon. So that's it for this week. I encourage you to think about the system you use to offload your knowledge, and a link to George Seaman's theory of connectivism in the show notes, by the way, which is the theoretical foundation for why this whole crazy thing works so well. When thinking about your system, think about whether it works for you or do you have to make it work? Aim for the former, don't settle for the latter. Oh, and I'd like to share a little announcement. I have started an email newsletter. I'm not sure how frequent it will be at this point, but I'm aiming for the off weeks when this podcast isn't published. It's called Read, Watch, Woof. It's brief, and it consists of a little bit of writing from me, whether it's news, thoughts, a story, or all of the above, then a short video that I want to share, whether it's something funny or thought-provoking or what I consider to be important, and finally, for the dessert, a picture of one of the dogs, Sophie, Minchie, or Chewy. So, read, watch, woof. Get it? The first one goes out next week, and you can sign up on my website. I'll put a link to the sign-up in the episode's show notes as well. I think it's worth getting just for the pictures of the dogs, don't you? I mean, who doesn't want more puppies in their inbox? Thanks for listening. See you next time.